The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. There's something wrong. I found my daughter's car today, and it smells like there's been a dead body in the damn car. Okay, what is the three-year-old's name? Kaylee, C-A-Y-L-E-E, Anthony. We, the jury, find the defendant not guilty. She's tried to experience some semblance of, of freedom, but she's never left alone. If she, if she goes out anywhere at all, people will bother her just like frequently they do me. That's right. The Constitution protects all of your individual freedoms. But does that include going out and getting zonked with a bunch of guys? Yes, Tot Mom has reared her ugly head again. I'm talking about Tot Mom Casey Anthony. Now, to many people, she may be attractive, even beautiful. Not to me, because I recall the gruesome details of her two-year-old little girl, Kaylee's horrific death, her body stored in the back of Mommy's trunk. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. In the last 48 hours, Tot Mom Casey Anthony spotted drinking it up, uh, hoisting back a few, dressed festively for St. Patrick's Day, and meeting a lot of new men. Take a listen to this. It's the face that broke America's heart. Mama, Papa. Ten years ago, little Kaylee Anthony was reported missing, launching a saga that ended in one of the most shocking verdicts ever. We, the jury, find the defendant not guilty. So Casey Anthony was acquitted of her daughter's murder, but she became a pariah, one of the nation's most despised women. This is 32-year-old Casey Anthony today. She still lives in South Florida. And look, she's got a new tattoo just visible on her shoulder. It appears to cover the infamous tattoo Bella Vita, the beautiful life that she got while partying just two weeks after Kaylee had been reported missing. I spoke with lawyer Cheney Mason, who was on her defense team. It has been a decade since this case. Uh, what has changed in that time for uh, Casey? She's tried to experience some semblance of, of freedom, but she's never left alone. If she, if she goes out... Anywhere at all, people will bother her just like frequently they do me. Casey opened a photography studio in 2016, but that business has gone bust. She's now working as a researcher for a private detective. She's very much interested, of course, in 
uh, investigating criminal cases is what he does. She does computer research and book research and things to help him. Yeah, she's good at the computer. Remember when she looked up how to make homemade chloroform and how to break a neck and home accidents? So she's really good at researching. You were hearing our friends over at Inside Edition. That was Les Trent. Straight out to our panel, an all-star panel, Dr. Bethany Marshall, renowned psychoanalyst out of L.A., veteran forensics expert Karen Smith, judge, lawyer, anchor at AshleyWilcott.com. Ashley Wilcott joining us right now, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter Robin Walensky, author of Beautiful Life, the CSI behind the Casey Anthony trial. Robin Walensky, you were there every day along with me. And, you know, when we're talking about the, the lawyer Cheney Mason who's saying that he gets mobbed all the time when he goes out, I highly doubt that. But isn't he the one that shot a bird at the camera? He did. I, I laugh when I hear his voice. After the trial and the not guilty verdict, he was in one of the local bars, Nancy, in uh, Orlando. And the window was open, the glass window, and he shot the bird to the media and people that were looking in. Uh, you know what? rude. I Keep think. it classy. Keep it classy, Shady Mason. Uh, and then he complains that people come up to him. But when you shoot a bird right at the camera, what do you think is going to happen? Um, long, and another question to you, Robin Walensky. Uh, the correspondent in Inside Edition, Les Trent, Nice guy. He says she's now working as a researcher researcher for a private detective. Would that private detective be the detective on the O.J. Simpson double homicide trial? Uh, that, that's what I hear. It is amazing to me, Nancy, that she is back in full force, Casey Anthony, running around, time to hit the bar, St. Patty's Day. Well, you know what? When I saw this video, people shot multiple cell phone videos of her at O'Shea's. It's an Irish pub. Everybody goes there in West Palm Beach. Very popular place. And, and this is, uh, bottom wait, line, wait, 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 Robin in my Walensky, mind. You left out the hot pants. I mean, Dr. Bethany oh, Marshall. short shorts. Yeah, you're the shrink. Help me out. I mean, the last <laughs> time I saw a pair of shorts like that, it was when Lindsay Lohan was bending over to climb into a private plane. I mean, this the, the hot pants, the tank top, the uh, white and green ensemble. And, and Dr. Bethany, top mom Casey Anthony started partying at a bar for St. Patrick's Day in West Palm, one of the most elite and moneyed areas in the country. She was, of course, acquitted in the murder of her own daughter. She was living it up with a group of male friends at the Irish pub. She drank into the wee hours of Sunday morning. So, you know, Nancy, help me out, Dr. <laughs> Bethany. Some patterns never change. It reminded me of right after her daughter went missing. Remember, she was dancing on a stripper pole. She was um, throwing back shots. She was shopping at Target for lingerie. She was dating a bunch of guys, one in particular, which is why we think she. Wait a minute, wait a minute. When you say shopping, uh, hold on, Ashley Wilcott. Let's comment on what Bethany just said, Dr. Bethany Marshall. Shopping is one thing to me and you, okay? But to Tot Mom, uh, flying through Target, getting push-up bras and beers, remember she was using, forging her one of her best friend's checks. So that's a whole other dimension of shopping, Ashley Wilcott. 
Yeah, so it's theft. It's a crime. And it just adds to everything else that you read about what this mother's doing. She's only 33, but don't you know, hey, you've lost a child. You probably murdered your child. I think you need to grow up and take responsibility. Well, you know, Ashley Wilcott, you jumped the gun. She's 33 tomorrow. Okay, you got uh, you got about 12, 15 hours to go on that one. And you know what, though, Dr. Bethany Marshall, I agree with Ashley, and I don't begrudge anyone. You know, you work all day. You want I, I like to come home and be with the children and sit around the table and, and talk about their day, who did what at school. But I don't begrudge anybody who, who drinks. Go for it. Go have a good time. Don't drive for Pete's sake. But it's St. Patty's Day. Every, but in this case, she should just go away. Why can't she go away? Or, or if she wants to be visible, go do something for children. Do something for a charity. Try to make some sense out of your life. Guys, hold on just one moment. I, I've got to tell you about something. Imagine a case like this. A double murder trial. A high-profile media circus. A famous celebrity accused of the crime and then a not guilty verdict. Now imagine, eight years later, what happens when there's a brand new murder with the same celebrity suspect and a second chance to get justice. Did he do it again? And this time, can she prove it? From the mind of executive producer Marsha Clark comes a new murder mystery only she could tell. It's about what goes on outside the court and beyond the TV cameras, about the battle fought in the public eye and what really goes on behind the scenes. And no one knows that better than Marsha Clark. By the end of the 10 episodes, you'll know the truth, but they'll keep you guessing till the very last minute. The Fix. A 10-episode event tonight, ABC 10, 9 Central. Her last interview was with Associated Press reporter Josh Rapogel last year, and she was defiant. I don't give a about what anybody thinks about me. I don't care about that. Yeah. I never will. I'm okay with myself. I sleep pretty good at night. She put on a show. She cried. She held her daughter's picture, said, this is my daughter who I, who I love so much, and... I felt like she was telling me what I wanted to hear. Casey's mother, Cindy Anthony, told Inside Edition that she used to keep little Kaylee's room the way it was when she disappeared. Teddy is holding Kaylee's spot at the picnic table. Mr. Pig always joins us. Today, Casey has no contact with her parents. Her daughter would be 13 years old if she was alive. Casey Anthony was asked what little Kaylee would be like today. I told that. <laughs> I would like to think she'd be listening to classic rock and playing sports and not taking from anybody. Okay, you were hearing from our friend Liz Trent at Inside Edition. In the last hours, taunt mom Casey Anthony not coming out to help at a children's hospital or a fundraising event for child victims. No, she's at a bar getting drunk just like she did when her daughter was, quote, missing during that uh, month plus when little Kaylee was apparently being driven around in the back of her trunk of her car or thrown into a wooded area just about 10 houses down from the Anthony home, drunk as a skunk at hot body contest, climbing a stripper pole in a mini dress and go-go boots. You know, it's just like history repeating itself all over again. What about turning your life around, doing something different, thinking about somebody other than just yourself? Now, Jackie Howard here in the studio is telling me there are reports. Top mom Casey Anthony reached out to her father, who was just in a horrible, horrible car crash. Man, Cindy and George Anthony have really been through the mill. I mean, what 
what a, a horrible chapter in their lives, losing the thing they love the most, Kelly, who, who they were paying for, they were raising, they were supporting, feeding, putting to bed at night while their daughter sat on the sofa eating chips, pretending she had a job, faking them out, even with a f fake ID to work at Universal, the works, a fake nanny, uh, everything fake. And I guess the beat goes on. In the last hours, Tom Mom Casey Anthony out pounding back booze straight out to Karen Smith, forensics expert. A lot of doubt was cast on, not in my mind, but in some people's mind, enough to confuse the jury, on what was in the trunk belonging to Casey Anthony. Remember when her mother, who ended up trying to defend her at trial, said it smells like a damn body back there. It just smells like a damn dead body back there because there was a dead body back there. And everyone smelled it. And there's nothing can, uh, once you smell a decomposing human body, you never forget it. You know immediately something is wrong. Forensics air tests showed that there was decomp, human decomp in the back of the car. Why is it that, that the jury couldn't understand that? What happened, Karen? Well, you know, this, you're right. And once you've smelled a decomposed body, you never forget it. It is so distinct and, and so awful uh, that it is in your brain cavity for the rest of your life. That testimony was by Dr. Arpad Vast. And I worked with, with Dr. Vast at the University of Tennessee. I had the privilege of, of getting to know him and seeing some of his uh, research. He's a fantastically intelligent man. I think what happened was his techniques were so novel. Um, he basically took uh, air samples from the trunk and he ran them through a very complicated chemical process. And he said it came back uh, with this uh, chromatogram that showed human remains, which is very distinct um, in his research. I think the problem is it was so novel. I don't know if it passed Daubert, which is, or Daubert, uh, which is the scientific community. Well, being they would not on the let it, page, but the judge wouldn't let it in if it didn't pass. There you go. Uh, so for that, instance, that's the fry the test. And what she's talking about, right. she's gone into uh, warp speed, like on Star Trek. For instance, when the first fingerprint was introduced in court, everybody's like, no, no, you can't prove that was from, the, and it took testing and it met a standard. She's referring to the Daubert test in court. It's sometimes called a Fry test, which means that it's accepted within scientific community, just like a fingerprint, just like a voice analysis, just like DNA. It takes testing to determine if it is competent and reliable to put in front of a jury. And to this day, lie detectors are not deemed sufficient unless both parties stipulate agree ahead of time before it's taken that it will come into evidence. Those are still not allowed in criminal cases, in civil, yes, in criminal, no, and that's why. Um, you know, I want to talk about George and Cindy Anthony, but we're talking about Cindy discovering that Kelly is missing. Take a listen to this. There's something wrong. I found my daughter's car today, and it smells like there's been a dead body in the damn car. Okay, what is the three-year-old's name? Kaylee, C-A-Y-L-E-E, -E, Anthony. Haley Anthony? Yes. Okay, is she white, black, or Hispanic? She's white. How long has she been missing for? I have not seen her since the 7th of June. What is her date of birth? Um, 8, 
Later, Cindy, trying to protect her daughter, said, well, maybe it was just an old pizza. That's not what she told 911. And i got to tell you something. Robin Walensky, you were in the court every single day. George and Cynthia Anthony have been portrayed so badly in the media. And when I look back on what they went through, the times I met them, they were really seemingly fine people. Fine people. You know, just trying to make a living with ups and downs in their lives, just like everybody else. And the, the world caught them in a horrible time with their granddaughter that they felt was like their daughter, was raising her. Tomlin wasn't raising her. Missing their daughter under suspicion, their only daughter. Media camped out in there all over. You couldn't even walk out the door without them being there. They'd come out and yell at the media. Do you blame them? And that's how they were portrayed, Robin. I, I feel so bad for them. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Nancy. We were actually inside that courtroom, and I remember I was in seat one in the corner, and they were sitting behind me on the other side. And I remember during when that piece of audio was played and Cindy was on the stand, if you'll remember, you only saw the top of her head. She almost collapsed in her seat. She was so distraught. I also would get to court early every morning, and one morning I heard a woman crying in that bath. If you remember, there's a bathroom up there right outside that courtroom, and I was in the bathroom alone with Cindy Anthony probably a half hour to 45 minutes before the court started, and she was hysterical crying in there thinking, wow, my granddaughter is gone, and now my daughter is facing the death penalty, and you know that that's what was going through her mind. But there was, Nancy, we can't do this story and not talk about the level of enabling that went on, because let me tell you, your daughter wouldn't have a fake ID for two years and say she had a job at Disney, and then really she's just out partying. And in my mind, the bottom line is the reason that Kaylee is dead today and not going to turn 14 years old in August, it's very simple. Casey wants to party. Well, I can do a program without talking and put it, uh, about the parents, George and Cindy, because it's, this is not their fault. This is Top Mom's fault. And anything that they, as you say, enabled, they did out of blind love for Top Mom. And, you know, the, the saying is, love is blind. And I believe it was in their case. And even at the end, Cindy Anthony was up there saying she was the one doing those searches to how to make homemade chloroform and that she meant to put chlorophyll, you know, which is a part of photosynthesis when plants turn green and grow. She wasn't even home at the time. She couldn't have done it on that home computer. But that, that's a whole other can of worms. When I think about what they've been through and that she wants to party, that's exactly what happened, Dr. Bethany Marshall. What is it? What is oh. it so irritating, Dr. Bethany? You're the shrink that Anthony's always looking for a party, asking for people to come take shots with her, living in it. Why is that so irritating to so many people? 
Well, Nancy, this is what led to the alleged murder in the first place. She wanted to get her daughter out of the way so she could lead an idealized life. So this is a part of the offending pattern. It's not just that 10 years later, now she's, you know, regrouped and she's having a good time. She did this from the very beginning. And I want to go back for a second about Cindy enabling. A very important part of this story, Nancy, is that Tot Mom was not taking care of her little girl. So Cindy went to psychotherapy. She, she sought help with a mental health specialist, and that person encouraged her to force Casey to take responsibility for Kaylee. Do you remember that? Because Casey, as you kept saying, was lying on the sofa, eating chips, out dancing, out on a stripper pole, out dating, and and uh, Cindy was taking care of her granddaughter. All the primary parenting was falling on her shoulders, and it was when Cindy forced her daughter to take up her parenting responsibilities that the little girl disappeared. So actually it's when the pattern of codependency broke that the homicide took place. And I think that's why Cindy's so heartbroken is that, that in some ways she might feel responsible. Can you imagine what a mess to have your own daughter? Well, actually so many grandparents in our country are in this situation right now where they're taking care of their grandchildren because they have adult children who are not parenting appropriately. And, and Cindy is just what one more of these, you know, large group of people that we have that was just struggling to find her way in a very messy situation. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zinn nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zinn pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zinn fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zinn pouch in is you. Zinn is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience. Which means Zinn pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I had this feeling that something was wrong. Police swarmed this building after a mother's intuition told her something was not right with her daughter. I would like my police to come over to my daughter's apartment. Nothing on the phone prepared us for what we were walking into. And I asked them, where is my daughter? And they didn't answer. It's hard to talk about it without kind of gagging. 
The blood evidence in this case told me that this was a prolonged and brutal crime. The deeper you dig, the more mysterious it becomes. This case reads like a movie script. It's just more like a horror movie. Did a rich kid with a silver spoon stuck in his mouth since day one murder his fiance and actually drain her blood? Now, from what we know, he, Blake Libel, is a so-called graphic novelist. What exactly does that mean? I recall the other day, the twins had a book report, and they could pick different genres. The genre they were told to use was graphic novel. I'm like, okay, so we got a graphic novel. It's like a book full of cartoons. They're not always funny. It can be a dramatic story. It can even be a sci-fi or a horror story. So that's what graphic novel means. To my understanding, a graphic novel is basically, you know, comics of sorts. At least that's what it looks like. Forget that. How did this woman end up with all the blood drained from her body? Because in the last hours, a multi-million dollar lawsuit hits the headlines. Joining me, Joseph Scott Morgan, forensics expert, Dr. Brian Russell, host of ID's hit series, Fatal Vows, Ashley Wilcott, judge, lawyer at AshleyWilcott.com, Lee Egan, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, Lee Tell me about the crime itself, then I'll get to the money. Well, Nancy, the crime itself has, was one of the most brutal crimes basically in history. This man, Blake LaBelle, took his wife, I'm sorry, not his wife, his fiancée, Ayana, into his apartment in Los Angeles. He hit her over the head. He scalped her. Police still haven't found her scalp. They have okay, no wait, idea where wait, it is. wait, 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 wait. Did you say scalp, S-C-A-L-P? Did you say that? Scalped, yes, scalped her. Uh, Joseph Scott Morgan, we need a forensics expert right now, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University, and author of Blood Beneath My Feet. Joe Scott, explain what we mean by a modern-day scalping. That means that her scalp was removed all the way down to the bone of her skull, or what we commonly refer to as the external table of her skull. And there are some patches of tissue still left on the backside of her head. But make no mistake, Nancy, this woman, this woman had her, had her scalp completely removed from her head while, while she was still alive. And I'll throw in one bonus little uh, ditty right here as well. She had been bitten multiple times as well about the face and cheeks. Never one to disappoint joseph scott morgan thank you for the additional tidbit of the biting on the face in fact when she was scalped you're quite welcome even her ears were cut off joe scott yeah it's uh you know i've seen a lot of cases i don't know uh i don't know in my memory if i recall anything like this you would think that it would stand out uh and i, I just don't and it was not a quick death she had uh there was some 
awareness, I would imagine, on her part. Her blood Why actually... Why are you so sure that she was alive when she was scalped? Oh, I'll tell you why. Because there's evidence of hemorrhage throughout these injuries. You do not get hemorrhage, Nancy. You do not get hemorrhage unless your blood is still coursing through your body. That means that she has contused or kind of bruised areas on her body. So there was at least some level of awareness throughout this whole horrible, horrible circumstance that she was dying. You know, you make me want to just run to the alarm on the studio and lock Jackie and myself in here right now, just hearing you talk, because this guy is not insane. Blake Libel, spoiled brat, is not insane. But yet, we believe he did this thing. Now, when you say hemorrhage, you know what, Joe Scott, I don't know why you throw out scientific medical terms like that. You mean... Bleeding, like a bruise, is called a hematoma. All right, it's a bruise. Hemorrhage means you're bleeding. If you're dead, you don't bleed anymore. If you cut a dead body, blood doesn't ooze out because blood is not pumping. You're saying, in common terms, I think, Joe Scott, that she bled, which means she was alive. Yeah, yeah, that you're absolutely right. And I think another kind of ghastly level to this. In, in my study of this thing, I believe, because she was, the, the doctors refer to this as an exsanguination. And exsanguination means that you lose the totality of your blood. Keep in mind, well, the human wait, body. Wait, wait, wait. I just talked to you about fancy medical terms. And then you say, whatever you just said. You're going to have to spell it. <laughs> Everybody, let's write this down. Go ahead, spell, please. You want me to spell exsanguination? Yes, yes. Oh, my God. Man, you're putting me on the spot Okay, first here. of all. Don't drag God into it. We do not OMG on crime stories. Okay. okay. He's already mad at me for undisclosed reasons. Let's not make it worse. Ex- what did you call it? Exsanguination. Exsanguination is... Exsanguination. Exsanguination, right. That's when all the blood runs out of is gone from your body? Yes, it does. And if you, if folks at home will also think about... I uh, hope nobody at home needs to know why to, how to exsanguinate someone, but that's a whole other can. You know what? Let, let me get back to something I can understand and not ask for spellings that even you can't just rattle off. Uh, Ashley Wilcott, you see cases day in, day out, day in, day out. Do you believe that there had ever been any telltale sign, a hint, that Blake Libel was capable of this type of violence. Now listen, I don't know if there's been a hint that he's capable of that type of violence or not, but there were definitely red flags. If you look back and, you know, hindsight's 2020, let's talk about those red flags, Nancy. It's these things. Number one, he left his wife who had just had a second child baby for and left her. Then he had a girlfriend and he also was in love with this person who's now been murdered. So there are a lot of red flags along the way. Just because somebody's really wealthy does not make them a good person. What about it? Dr. Brian Russell, you're a psychologist, host of ID's Fatal Val series. Do you believe that there were alarms, red flags, warnings? Well, 
Yes, to the extent that at the core of every sociopath and psychopath is the personality trait of narcissism. And from narcissism springs entitlement. Because somebody is narcissistic, they feel entitled to do and take what they want to and from other people, regardless of the, the negative impact that it has on those other people. The interesting thing about this is I, I think it illustrates the line between what is a sociopath and what is a psychopath? A sociopath is somebody who hurts other people for some secondary reason. So for example, someone will kill their spouse to collect insurance money, or they'll kill their spouse to get the spouse out of the way so they can go on and, and, and have a new life with somebody else uh, like Chris Watts. A psychopath does it and that is the reason, the, the, the feeling, the fun, whatever they get out of the act of doing it is the reward. It's we call it primary gain as opposed to secondary gain. And this guy, I don't know what in the world was going on in, in, in the relationship, if there was anything that he whipped up in his mind as a justification to, to do this. But clearly, he didn't just want to just kill this woman. He wanted to make this woman suffer, and he enjoyed it, and that is a psychopath. That's a BTK, uh, as an example from my home state of Kansas, a BTK-like psychopath. In an interview from Comic-Con in New York in 2008, Libel talking about comic books that he authored. The storyline is about when a new planet enters our solar system, the Earth unites and we put down our weapons, and we find a new enemy that's about 12 to 18 feet, and they ride and control dinosaurs like dogs. He gave one of the books he wrote to Michael Yerman, who lives next door to Libel's multi-million dollar Hollywood home. And he said hi to me, he gave me the book, and he said he's a writer. And that's it. And this is all my interaction with him. Other neighbors say he didn't live there long, though there was always activity at the house, which is now silent. Just a lot of people in and out, a lot of, um, a lot of girls and music. You are hearing from our friends at KABC-TV. That was Chelsea Edwards giving details on Blake Libel's career as a comic book author. It's called Graphic Novelist. And you hear him speaking on a YouTube video at Comic-Con. Uh, all that aside, his girlfriend is found dead scalped and her blood drained. Uh, to you, Joe Scott Morgan, just for your knowledge, if you've got a pen, EX... S-A-N-G-U-I-N-A-T-I-O-N, exsanguination. Okay, hang on. I-I-O-N. Okay, got always it. learn something new, and that's when you bleed out a, a living creature, um, which is what happened here. Big question, though, were there warning signs? Were there red flags? What about it, Joe Scott? Hey, this guy, you mentioned it. He's a graphic novelist. One of the things that investigators looked at is that he had created a graphic novel, one of these comic books, uh, that actually portrayed a death contained within the storyline that kind of mirrored what went on with this poor woman uh, during this protracted period of time when she was bleeding to death inside of this apartment yeah bleeding to death that's a euphemism uh that book i believe jackie howard is waving her hand wildly a syndrome i'm not even going to ask have you read it because you're scaring me right now talking about bleeding to death 
Joe Scott Morgan, Dr. Brian Russell, Ashley Wilcott Lee Egan. Actually, throughout the apartment, police found blood. They found pieces of flesh from Cassian's mutilated body in the bed, behind the mattress, on the floor. One of the bed sheets had handprints that matched Libel's hand exactly. Um, let me think. Oh, they knew that because part of it is missing the print because he was wearing a right pinky ring. Um, in the basement, 11 discarded trash bags containing bloody sheets, clothes, body parts, chunks of hair, and scalp. Inside the apartment, they found the victim just absolutely beautiful person, uh, a model, as I recall, his fiancée, Iana Casian. They find her body lying there. And next to her body, which had been cleaned, cops find a knife and a bloody razor blade that was used, cops believe, during the scalping and the exsanguination Lee Egan, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, speaking of red flags, clues, other than a whole book, Syndrome, that details this plot line. What do we know about this most recent develop, a multi-million dollar lawsuit? Well, what we know is he didn't show up for the lawsuit. His attorney quit. He had no attorney there, no family members there. So a Los Angeles Superior Court judge, of course, gave, you know, the, granted the lawsuit to the plaintiffs, which was the fiancé's mother, and she was awarded $41.6 million in this wrongful death lawsuit. Well, Blake Libel is a millionaire property heir, uh, right? I mean, it, it, doesn't he have millions of dollars, Lee Egan? His family does. I That doesn't necessarily mean he does. I know that his family is the one that was sending him money to live the lifestyle that he did in California. I believe it's uh, somewhere in the millions his mother was sending him after he moved to Los Angeles. So within a year or so, he had, she had already sent him over a million dollars to live on. So it's not that he's wealthy, his family's wealthy. So we're unsure if he, if he has the money to pay this or not. If, he, if he's actually good for it. You know, officers finally broke into Libel's apartment. They were hesitant at first because he's so rich and to a degree famous there in Hollywood looking for Casey. She was found naked, mutilated, drained of blood, and covered with a red Mickey Mouse blanket. But you know what? Take a listen to what we learned in the autopsy report. Police discovered the body of 30-year-old Iana Cassian inside her West Hollywood condo in May of last year. Investigators say the model and mother of a two-month-old baby was discovered dead in her bed. The just-released autopsy report reveals graphic details of her death. The report says Cassian's scalp was missing, her skull fully exposed. The scalp has never been found. The report says the scalp appears to have been cut at the back of the head, but in other places it was jagged and appeared to have been torn away. It also says portions of the right side of her face were torn away, including her right ear. Also indicated an injury to her jaw, which the report says appears to be a human bite mark. Well, I'm wondering uh, if all of that is even worth $46 million, because I don't think any amount of money is worth that. Lee Egan didn't 
Casey and have a child? Yes, she did. They had a baby that was just born a few weeks or so before she was killed. And her mother, Olga, fortunately was babysitting the baby when when the mother was killed. Had recently given birth, I think about two months, according to the L.A. County Sheriff's Department. They had never seen a more heinous crime than this one. Lee Egan, is there any way this rich brat can pay up the 46 mil to the family? Probably not. Probably, I mean, it was, his, it was his family that had the money, and he supposedly was a party boy in California and, you know, just blew through the money his family sent him. So and unless he's got something hidden, I, I just don't see how. Well, talk about red flags. I mean, is this any more of a blueprint for murder? Listen to our friend at K. Our friend at KABC-TV, Mark Brown. Suspect in this grisly murder case is 37-year-old Blake Liebel, the father of Ayanna Cassian's child. Liebel is the author of a series of comic books he presented at Comic-Con in New York in 2008. He is also the writer of the graphic novel Syndrome. The book's plot follows a rogue doctor's quest to isolate the root of evil in the brain and fix it. Liebel is the son of Lauren Liebel, a wealthy Canadian real estate developer credited with building more than 30,000 homes in the Toronto area. Blake Liebel is also reported to have inherited millions of dollars from his late mother's estate. Well, if he inherited millions, he's got the money. Well, not for much longer. Take a listen uh, to what KABC-TV's Jory Rand learns from neighbors. When I went inside, I didn't see anybody, but I heard someone screaming, like, going crazy. But it I didn't see anybody inside, though. Like screaming like they were afraid of something? Screaming like bloody murder, like something terrible was going on. Now, that woman was actually a dog walker who came in earlier today. The screams she heard was the victim's mother who came upon the scene, the one who had reported her daughter missing earlier today. She found out what had happened, and she could be heard all throughout this building. The couple also had an infant child who we thought may have been in the apartment at the time. Uh, the sheriff's department has not confirmed whether the baby was there, but they have confirmed that it is safe and it is now in the custody of family members. We wait as justice unfolds, but I know this, no amount of money can ever make up for this family losing their daughter and this child losing her mom. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. 
Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy.